Welcome back to Inside Games, the only gaming news channel brave enough to admit we might have been wrong. Bruce, no. No, we can't do this. We have to stay strong for ourselves, for gamers, and for our very fragile egos. <laughs> it's just tragic times out here, Lawrence. <laughs> our 100% accuracy record on everything video game related is in dire jeopardy today. Just when it looked like it was smooth sailing for Microsoft and its big 69 billion, nice, merger with Activision Blizzard, the UK government just doused their prospects by spilling a massive cup of anti-corporate tea. Yeah, the UK's Competition and Markets Authority possibly killed this deal, saying that Microsoft, quote, failed to effectively address the concerns in the cloud gaming sector. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess to our credit, we also predicted that outcome too. So, I mean, you know, we did them both. Brave journalists cover their bases, right? We say it could go through or it could not go through. We're, that's, we're smart. Playing the games media game. That's right, we're gamers out here. <laughs> Right, Bruce? I know you love that, I you love that title. Uh, I hate it. No, I don't want that. In their report, the CMA wrote, quote, preventing the merger would preserve the competitive dynamism and level of innovation that exists in the growing cloud gaming market. They said that Microsoft actually did try to offer them a solution, but it wasn't enough. Hmm. Uh, according to the CMA, quote, Microsoft proposed the remedy that sought to compensate for the loss of competition with a set of obligations that would regulate its behavior and how it did business for a period of 10 years. Yeah, it's been it's been doing that with everything. So right. that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but the CMA didn't like that offer. And they concluded that, quote, the merger would be harmful to competition and that the best way to address this would be to allow the existing drivers of competition to continue to deliver for the benefit of UK consumers. Mm, to go into a tiny bit more detail, they described all the deals Microsoft offered as temporary and requiring constant regulatory oversight. Uh, the CMA wanted to see a structural remedy that would persist without oversight forever, and they didn't find it. Yeah, that's that's tough to provide when you're kind of buying a whole market or yeah. uh, from their perspective, yeah. Uh, that outlook is actually really consistent with the same logic they laid out back in November 2022 when they published their notice of possible remedies. They basically said that none of these will will satisfy the cloud gaming aspect. Uh, despite that consistency, though, this ruling still came as a shock because about a month ago, the CMA sounded like it was totally on board with the deal. Yeah, but that had to do with competition in console gaming. And after Microsoft made a number of licensing deals for games like Call of Duty, uh, the CMA said they'd reached the provisional conclusion that overall, the transaction will not result in a substantial lessening of competition in relation to console gaming in the UK. But they did explicitly say that that was only about console gaming. This ruling is about the future of cloud gaming. <laughs> right. And the CMA said that a merger with Activision Blizzard would make Microsoft the most powerful operator in the cloud gaming market. The regulator noted that Microsoft currently has 60 to 70% of the UK cloud gaming market and that acquiring Activision's portfolio would substantially weaken competition. Uh, it added that Microsoft would also have incentive to withhold such games from competing platforms. Of course, Microsoft said that it will appeal the ruling. Vice Chair and President Brad Smith issued a statement saying they, quote, remain fully committed to the acquisition. He added, quote, the CMA's decision rejects a pragmatic path to address competition concerns and discourages technology innovation and investment in the United Kingdom. Smith noted that Microsoft has already signed contracts to make Activision Blizzard's popular games available on 150 million more devices and we remain committed to reinforcing these agreements through regulatory remedies. Uh, he also took a shot at the CMA on the way out, saying that, quote, after lengthy deliberations, this decision appears to reflect a flawed understanding of this market and the way the relevant cloud technology actually works. 
Yeah, there's there's <laughs> probably a lot of balding going on over at Activision. <laughs> and Microsoft. They're they're all pissed, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Uh, and that's seeping out in various ways. TechCrunch quoted a spokesperson from Activision Blizzard who said they will work aggressively with Microsoft to appeal the decision. <laughs> aggressively. Uh, spiciest of all, Activision Blizzard EVP, Corporate Affairs, and Chief Communications Officer, Lulu chang Maservi. We love her now. She's been uh, blowing up Twitter. Also blasted the CMA saying, quote, we will need to reassess our growth strategy in the UK and that the country is closed for business. So, all right. So we like a good dramatic tweet like anyone else, but this actually seems a little harsh. That one in particular, the communications <laughs> officer, communications officer, by the way, not like lead strategy, communications officer of Activision is really out here making economic threats to an entire region on Twitter on behalf of an entire company. I don't know. It doesn't feel like that tweet went through rounds of approval uh, uh, at the C-suite level. So that's that's a pretty heavy thing to just say. Because you're mad on Twitter. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, but let's click off the corporate drama for a second. Get back to the other corporate drama because this decision, <laughs> it really did. This decision came out of nowhere. I think most of us expected this to go through. Uh, previous to the, this ruling, Microsoft had been racking up wins from regulators and signing licensing deals with rival countries to share Activision Blizzard games in the future. Here in the U.S., there is still a bit of a looming cloud. The Federal Trade Commission has sued to block the deal. Before today, Microsoft was effectively isolating U.S. regulators who weren't keen on the merger, and they just seemed like outliers. But that's all kind of changed now. The U.K.'s decision could provide cover for American regulators to just sit on their haunches and block the deal. There's a precedent to reference. William E. Kovacic, a former chairman of the Federal Trade Commission, told the New York Times that the U.K. ruling is, quote, a very big win for the broader effort to realign antitrust enforcement. Yeah, and after the U.K. decision, the FTC signaled that it still has issues with the merger. Of course. Oh, of course they do. Uh, Holly Vidova, the director of the agency's Bureau of Competition, said in a statement that, quote, we also have concerns, as explained in our complaint, about the anti-competitive effects of this deal. Meanwhile, uh, basically the third remaining open case, the European Union, regulators there are expected to rule on this deal on May 22nd. Uh, and when it comes to the future prospects for appealing the CMA's decision in the UK, analysts agree that it'll be a long and annoying process but not fully impossible. So I guess there is a chance if they appeal, they, it might go through. Yeah, it could. Writing for Seeking Alpha, Vera Globova describes the process from here basically like this. That Microsoft applies to the CAT or the Competition Appeal Tribunal, which in turn does not actually have the right under the Enterprise Act to roll back the decision of the CMA, but only to force the watchdog to change some of the processes due to which they concluded. And those processes take a very long time. I mean, everything in the government takes a long time. That's just, just the way it goes. Uh, Piers Harding Rules, research director of games at Ampere Analysis, points out that the appeals process can take several months, uh, after which the whole evaluation process <laughs> starts over again. Yeah, it's basically like a, a retrial or a mistrial, sort of. You can't undo the ruling. All you can do is say, we got to do it again, but with slightly different procedures. So Microsoft is hoping that if they get another go, then they can throw more out on the table maybe, and then maybe they'll be like, okay, one of those does work. So, yeah, uh, to that point, though, and despite the long wait we're, we're due for now, analysts still think the deal will go through. In a note to Video Games Chronicle, our friend, our friend of the show, who we've never quite met, uh, not yet, Wedbush Securities Managing Director of Equity Research Michael Pachter admits that while appealing a CMA decision isn't easy, quote, we think the CMA is on the wrong side of the law on this ruling and believe its concerns can be addressed. Pachter then describes a concession where Microsoft locks pricing at $15 a month 
plus inflation. So we're thinking $15 a month for maybe for Game Pass or for Cloud Gaming, xCloud, xCloud something like that. Uh, a deal that would seemingly address the CMA's concerns about finding a remedy that doesn't require oversight and then exists in perpetuity. Yeah, you don't have to police it and you can just prove right away via math if they raise the price outside the bounds of inflation. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be good for consumers, I guess, depending on how long that, that price lock in is for. Pector also suggested a few scenarios that could eventually win over the approval of the CMA, like removing Activision titles from Game Pass just in the UK or creating an independent Game Pass company that runs only in the UK that's separate from the global program at large. Uh, to sum it up, best case scenario, the acquisition just got delayed by six months. That's the best case. Worst case, it's completely dead, uh, but Microsoft won't know that for sure without burning money and time for the next six months. To go through appeals and do it all again, just to have the answer still be no, oh, you're so far in the hole at that point. Speaking of being in the hole, Activision stock dropped from 86.74, to 76.81 today, and it's an 11% drop. And that's despite Activision rush, rushing out extremely healthy Q1 2023 results. They, they beat their last quarter by 25%. Like, they're doing great, but their stock just fell off a cliff. Yeah, didn't matter. Uh, which leads us to this question, to question ourselves, Lawrence, to look inward. Were we wrong? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, all right, all right. Well, that's good. Right. Uh, is this deal sunk? along with our credibility. Never, never, Bruce. <laughs> our credibility is sterling. It's it's written in stone. It can't be cracked, can't be assailed. Wow. Realistically though, uh, taking the hubris out of it. Um, I don't I don't think we were, I think this deal will still go through. Mostly because Microsoft really does seem willing to do whatever it takes. I haven't seen them hit a spend that they weren't willing to say yes to yet to make this happen. And they have spent so much and oh God. So they're super invested at this point, and I think, I think they're willing to move mountains to make it to make it go. So it it would purely have to come down to the CMA just flatly saying no to everything, no matter what. I'm not sure that they will. Even this blocking it at this seemed like it was kind of kind of on the line. So I don't know, Bruce. What do you think? Do you think Microsoft can can win them over? No, I, I think you're right. I don't think they're going to win them over. I think the deal will go through, but I think it's going to go through with a lot of concessions. They're going to have to break up. Activision Blizzard or, um, you know, like lock pricing, do something weird like that to make this go through, um, which is not at all what they wanted, by the way. Like they didn't want any of those things. And I think they're going to have to do all, all of them, maybe. Um, there's also a really interesting thing that I've been thinking about. And I was like, and what Lulu Chang was serving sort of got me thinking about. I was like, could they conceivably tell the UK no more? We're not, we are not offering Microsoft products. Uh, in the UK, and I'd, I'd be really in, like to see basically like you know put sanctions on the UK because of what they're doing, and then all the UK consumers they may come out in droves and be like, "Hey, regulators are kind of screwing us here." I don't know. I was just I was just thinking through it. I don't think it it would happen, but it, but there's a very small possibility it would. Yeah, there's a very weird scenario I suppose where Microsoft pushes the acquisition through anyway, and they're not legally allowed to do business in the UK at all. But I mean, Microsoft also, they have operating system businesses and tech businesses and cloud, but like they're, they're entrenched in, and the UK is a huge world territory. So that may be a check they're not willing to cut, to cut, to who knows how many billions they would lose. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, I'm wondering if they're sitting down doing that math and just, just fun to think about. Again, I don't necessarily think it'll happen. It's just more of like fun to think about. Yeah. And that's, that's gotta be in the trillions of dollars of business territory. Just, just numbers that that completely take the wind out of, out of my lungs. I don't know. I don't know how to process yeah. that. 
Uh, but that would be cool. I think I think what's more likely, Bruce, is that they do splinter up companies, and then ten years down the road, they just try to reacquire them. That's it. <laughs> you just wait until the government's not looking, and you just buy up the company again, and you're back to where you wanted to be. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, yeah. Unless that company suddenly does so well that they can't be reacquired, but that seems unlikely. Uh, I do have one more question, uh, Bruce. What do you think about the CMA's ruling? Do you agree with the logic here? Uh, you know, it's it's funny because they only ever talked about console gaming, and I was like, oh yeah, like no, this is absolutely not right. They they don't have the you know the majority market share for console gaming, but cloud gaming, they do. And it's and if Stadia had hung around, there might be a little bit of an argument to, to make with Stadia, which is like, well, no, there's Stadia over there, but there isn't anymore. So now it's just XCloud, and then who knows what other products there are for cloud gaming. So uh they're kind of right it's pretty crazy you know what i agree um it's funny because the way we've reported on this people accuse us of, of wanting the deal to go through and instead of just like practically thinking it probably will and reporting it that way um but yeah this is the first time that anyone's really laid out a good reason for blocking this deal that did make sense to me uh it's speculative which gets into weird territory it's it's based around what you think might happen but I think it's actually pretty cool that that just in case uh, that's the reason they're blocking the deal. Um, something like that would never happen in America, of course. Uh, yeah, well, no, not no, saying no, it's for better yeah. or worse either way. It's just more analyzing the trends. So uh, I'm kind of I don't want big companies, and I think out of everything that's been discussed, weirdly, cloud, the future of cloud gaming has gotten the least air because I guess it's it's not pressing right now. But it's also the one that probably is most realistically to be a concern. If uh, if 20 years from now, cloud gaming is the standard that we consume our games in, kind of in the way it's how we consume movies now, uh, there's a very real shot that Microsoft owns all the pipes that that make that happen. Uh, so, and with the way the internet works too, it could get creepy. Like Microsoft could actually just traffic out and crowd out like other cloud streaming platforms. Um, so, yeah. It's a, it's an interesting ruling. Um, it'll be interesting to see the appeals, and I can't wait to see what Microsoft, you know, how how far down on the ground they go trying to make this deal run forward. It's, they're going to go pretty far. Six nine billion is a lot of money. That's <laughs> a lot, a lot of money. Um, hey, we've got a lot of patrons to thank this this month. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, but Inside Games has a Patreon. That's the reason we make these videos. YouTube doesn't pay us a lot, but the Patreon absolutely does. You support us directly. A lot of people to thank. Um, we're going to assign them our favorite Activision or Microsoft executives, which could be the same executives now. We're going to sign because there's so many to thank. So uh, I've got team Steve Ballmer here, uh, who I don't think is a Microsoft executive anymore, by the way. Not anymore. No, um, this, is, this is all legacy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Red End 003, Zach the Hack, Eddie the Dog, Dougal Tupo, and Tito 007. Uh, we all love the Balm. Yeah, the big Balm. Uh, I got team Mike Morheim here. Uh <laughs> They should have hung up his uh, his bowling shirts like once he retired or something like that. <laughs> Kyle Abbott, Dylan Hiley, Jonathan Lenowski, Brown Sugar, and Spirit Bear. Uh, may you may you always have fuzzy hair and a soft, calming voice. Oh, that's so nice. I, I have Team Don Matrick, who actually sank the Xbox when he released the Xbox One, uh, <laughs> which is hard because it's big. It's got a it displaces a lot of water. <laughs> uh, Aaron Fraze, Jared Watkins, Ian McGee, Old Baby Leg, and Sketchy on Patreon. This one's a bit of a deep, a deep cut here. Our last group, Team Joel Jewett, the the lead of NeverSoft back in the day. I, I don't know if you guys wow. have ever seen this dude. He's, look up interviews with Joel. Uh, that's that's some deep gaming soul right there. Gypsy Nova, <laughs> Cash Putnam, UESC Battleroid, and Jambers87. Thank you all very, very much. 
truly, we uh, we couldn't do this without our patrons. Um, and speaking of, also, uh, we've been commissioning high art on behalf of our patrons. Given that they are the upper echelon, the upper crust of gaming culture, we want to celebrate <laughs> that with works of art that complement them. So we've been creating gamer comics uh, from uh, Kino Fabino. So here's this week's tantalizingly... Uh, tantalizingly censored so that you have to become a patron to see the full thing but yeah we've been producing one of these every week and it's it's awesome so the world the transmedia giant of inside games grows and we're glad to have you as part of it 